0: Solo to Salam while a shuffle and beer, ما ينفعنا be a son Ilma, Aidan, Qala, Bainaman, Ahnoinder, Rasuli, Lahis, or the law, who Ahad. حتى جلس إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأسند ركبتيه إلى ركبتيه ووضع كفيه على فخذيه وقال يا محمد أخبرني عن الإسلام فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الإسلام أن تشهد الله لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله وتقيم الصلاة وتأتي الزكاة وتسوم رمضان وتحج البيت إن استطعت إليه سبيلا قال صدقت فعجبنا له يساله يصدقه قال فاخبرني عن الايمان قال ان تؤمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله واليوم الاخر وتؤمن بالقدر خيره وشره قال صدقت قال فاخبرني عن الاحسان قال ان تعبد الله كانك تراه فان لم تكن تراه فانه يراك قال فاخبرني عن الساعه قال من المسؤول عنها باعلم من السائل قال فاخبرني عن اماراتها قال ان تلد الامه ربتها. وان ترى الحفات, العرات العالة, رعاء الشاء يتطاولون في البنيان ثم انطلق فلبثت مليا. ثم قال يا عمر اتدري من السائل قلت الله ورسوله اعلم قال فإنه جبريل اتاكم يعلمكم دينكم رواه مسلم. so this inshallah is the second hadith that is continuing in the 40 hadith of Imam An-Nawawi rahimahullah and as we mentioned previously The 40 hadith of Imam Nawawi is very unique in that Imam al-Nawawi, rahimahullah, attempts to bring all of those ahadith that alayhi madarul islam that these ahadith, the fundamentals of islam or the the general concepts of islam you know, if you want to know what is the uh, uh, you know f- fundamentals what is the concept what is the objectives of this deen every hadith in this uh, uh majmu'a in this compilation indicates to a comprehensive meaning and a fundamental idea in Islam as we mentioned previously uh, the first hadith in the in, in this book was Innam al that deeds are based and assessed upon their intentions, right? And this is fundamental in this matter that there is no deed and no action which is number one, acceptable in the sight of Allah and neither is it rewarded or maximized or uh, accepted by Allah Azza wa Jal unless there is a valid intention, right? So we know that part of, you know, the, the, the second aspect of a faith of a believer is his practice, the second aspect of, you can say, that, you know, uh, the, 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 the actions of a believer are internal and external, right? The internal reality, right, or the external reality is his actions, but the internal reality that gives those actions life is his uh, uh, niya, his intentions. So we learned, like, basically, that is a fundamental aspect of your deen. Because when we talk about deen, what are we talking about? Beliefs and practices. And those practices cannot be valid without intention. So these are those fundamental things. Like literally, if you don't got niyat right, you know, like we have a poem in Farsi: e kaj, va diwar kaj." e kaj, kaj. That if the first khisht, yani the first brick of the building, is put crooked. The higher the building goes, ta Thuraya is a star. Till Thuraya, if you, this, this tower or this building continues to climb, it will, the more it goes higher, the further it will become from its point of origin. Because it's crooked. The higher it goes, the further it's going to decline. And this is exactly the matter of intention. This is exactly the matter of niyat. Right, that if the niyya and the intention is crooked, or from the beginning, from the asas, we don't have the understanding of niyat. We don't have the understanding of intentions. We have not this fundamental principle of Islam. Like we were saying, all of the ahadith in this book are fundamental principles of Islam. Let's just say a person from the beginning, he doesn't get niyat. Every action that he does is for show, or every action he does is for riyah, or every action, he doesn't commence any of his deeds with the proper intention, to take five seconds before he begins that amal to make a correct intention, what happens? Now his whole deen is just gonna be going crooked. Just like that brick, like the tower, you guys heard of the, the leaning tower of Pisa? Like when I think about this, this share, you know, in Farsi, كج, if, the, if, the, if, the, if the brick is, is put crooked, from the beginning, then, till the, till the stars, the, 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 the tower will continue to rise crooked. Like the leaning tower of pizza. The higher it goes, right, the more crooked it is. Anyways, we understood that every hadith in, the, in this majmuah are fundamental principles of Islam. We understood how important niyat was. We spent literally, literally three weeks on it. Today, the second hadith a very beautiful thing, Mullah Ali Qari rahimahullah mentions this hadith, which is called Hadithu Jibreel. Also narrated by Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab The hadith of Jibreel alayhi salam. He says, This hadith, the scholars are of consensus, upon the greatness of its status. That the status of this hadith is, is, is immense. Because this hadith, literally, subhanAllah, is like, uh, you can say, Surah Al-Baqarah, like Surah Al-Baqarah is of the Quran, Hadith Jibreel is of the hadith. And like Surah Al-Fatiha is of the Quran, إِنَّمَا Bin niyat is of the hadith. It is as if Imam Al-Nawawi has, because Surah Al-Fatiha is like, the internal reality our connection with Allah right Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen ar it's like this inner connection with the creator it's the it's the it's connecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's a dua it's Fatiha it's what we begin with Inam al-a'mal bin niyat is what we begin with look at the correlation of the Quran and Hadith it's amazing just like Surah fatiha Al-Fatiha the the opening Fatiha, to open. So, similarly, just like we open our actions with niyyah, we open the Qur'an with Fatiha. So, surah, uh, 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 hadithu, niyat is like Fatihatul kitab of the hadith, but of the hadith. You, got what, you guys understand what I'm saying? Because, with Surah Fatiha, we commence our recitation. We commence our Salah. Allahu Akbar, after Subhanakallahumma, we read Surah. La salata illa bi kitab. There is no prayer without Fatiha al Kitab. That is how we commence our prayers. That is how we commence the Qur'an And that is with, with Innama al Amalu bin every deed is based on its intention. We commence our deeds, we commence our actions with valid intention, subhanAllah. Now the second one, this hadith, hadith of Jibreel, is like Surah Al-Baqarah. But of the hadith. Why? Because Surah Al-Baqarah discusses faith, it discusses iman, islam, ikhsan. And this is the genius of Imam al-Nawawi. Like the tartib, husn tartib With what beauty he placed each hadith just like the Quran has this beautiful arrangement that was revealed by Allah with divine inspiration to Sayyidina Muhammad. We know that the Quran, how it is today, it wasn't revealed that way. It was re- the first surah was not Fatiha. The first surah was Iqra. Five, the five, and even not the whole surah, like the five first verses. And then some verses of Muzammil or Mudathir. Right? And then, then Jibril alayhis revealed to the Prophet as time went on how to place... These various suar, like a puzzle. You know how you have pieces of a puzzle? So one is here and another piece is here and another piece is here. But all of it fit in a specific arrangement. And that was also by divine wahi and divine revelation. So it was, it's just an amazing. But the point is, look at the, look at the genius of Imam al-Nawawi. Where we think that, okay, he just brought any hadith and put it in any, in any arrangement and any tartib. No, there was a very, very specific tartib here. A beautiful tartib. Just like the Quran has a very specific tartib of Fatiha, then Baqarah, first Allah Azza wa Jal has the commencement where He Allah is introducing Himself that our internal condition, iyakana wa Oh Allah, only you do we worship. Complete tawheed. First Allah's uh, 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 you know Allah's introduction, Allah's uh, introducing himself, Rabbil Alameen, Ar Rahman مَالِكِ يَوْمِ And then what do we do? What is our relationship with Him? And then dua, connecting ourselves to Him. that What do we ask Allah? إِهْدِنَا الْمُسْتَقِيمُ And then what? Oh Allah, save us from the misguidance of those who have gone astray. Save us from the misguidance of those who have incurred your wrath. So I mean you could see it's like this amazing internal, it's an internal it's how we commence. It's how we begin. It's an internal reality. And innama amalu is also the foundation of all of our deeds. That without it, none of our deeds are valid and none of our deeds get thawab. And then Surah Al-Baqarah, which discusses all of the ahkam, all the five pillars of Islam is mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah. All of Ihsan and the reality of Taqwa is discussed in Surah Al-Baqarah. Iman, Islam, Ihsan. All of that is in Surah baqarah And same thing is in Hadith Jibreel. هذا <laughs> أتاكم يعلمكم دينكم This was Jibreel who came and he taught. I'm kind of like giving a spoiler. That's supposed to come after who was the mysterious man. So now you know. But anyways. al Hadith. مُتَّفَقٌ عَلَىٰ مَوْقِعِهِ وجلالته. This hadith, the scholars are muttafaq. They're in agreement of its you know, tremendous status, its great status. This is like Surah Baqarah. Right? Surah Baqarah, the Prophet said that, he calls it uh, uh, Zahrawan. Ali Imran and Baqarah, or Zahrawan, the two brilliant surahs of the Quran. That they will have janahani al qiyamah. They will have two wings covering its reciter on the Day of Judgment. Surah Al-Baqarah and Ali Imran. And it is a surah that the shayateen run away from a person's house by, in, in which Surah Al-Baqarah is recited. And la yastati'uha al-batala. Surah Al-Baqarah, la yastati'uha al-batala. That the batala they cannot stand Surah Al-Baqarah. Yani Al-Sahara. Al-Sahara. Those who do magic, those who do black magic. La yastati'uha al-Batala. Yani Al-Sahara. They cannot tolerate this Surah. And in it is all the ahkam, the five pillars of Islam is in Surah Al-Baqarah. Now when we study Hadith Al-Jibril, you'll see. And that is why they say, Hadha al-Hadith muttafaqun ala and it is almost that all of the, like, the Islam revolves around this hadith You can say that entire Islam revolves around this hadith And how could that not be? Because it's, when we're talking about Iman, Islam, Ihsan right, This hadith that Jibril came to teach you your deen وَهُوَ حَقِيقٌ بِأَن يسمى أُمَّ sunnah. And it is, it is worthy to be called, right, the essence of the sunnah. It is worthy to be called the essence of all the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. كَمَا سُمِّيَتَ الْفَاتِحَةُ أُمَّ الْقُرْآنِ Just like Surah Al-Fatiha, it is called أُمَّ al لِتَضَمُّنِهَا because it, it consists of all of the uh, uh, fundamentals of the deen. The scholars say that if there was no other hadith revealed, or if there was no other hadith in this arba'in, but just one hadith, this hadith would suffice. This hadith in and of itself is the complete and comprehensive hadith that it makes us, it suffices us for everything else And this is, it, 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 it fulfills our need in all the matters of قَوَاعِدُ الطَّرِيقَةِ وَالْحَقِيقَةِ In the matter of treading the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the reality of reaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So Umar ibn khattab anhu narrates بينما نحن عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ذات يوم one day we were sitting in the company of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم اذ طلع علينا رجل شديد بياض الثياب when suddenly a man came out of nowhere طلع علينا طلع it means for somebody to suddenly appear اذ طلع علينا رجل شديد بياض الثياب he had extremely white clothes شديد سواد الشعر And extremely black hair لا يرى عليه أثر السفر And you could not see the signs of journey upon him ولا يعرفه Minna Ahad, And none of us could recognize him None of us knew who he was حتى جلس إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Until he came and sat in front of the Prophet Sallallahu الله عليه وسلم So a very interesting thing here What is the point in mentioning this? That a person suddenly appeared, he was wearing extremely white clothes, and he had extremely black hair, but he had no signs of a journey on him, and none of us recognized him. So remember that in pre-modern Arabia, if you would want to travel, you would want to go from one place to another. If you're wearing white clothes, your clothes are not going to be white they're going to be brown. So the fact that his clothes are completely white is a sign that he could not have been traveling. You guys understand? So that's point number 1. That's the uh, that's the purpose why he's saying ex- why did he notice his extremely white clothes? Is because we didn't know who this guy is. But if we don't know who he is, he must be a traveler. You get it? But if he's a traveler, why is his clothes so white? It's impossible that in pre-modern Arabia, you'd be a foreigner or a traveler and your clothes be so white and clean. So he must be from town. But how come none of us know him? Medina is a small village. None of us know who he is. And his clothes are shining white. And Shadid sawad al Shahr. His hair is intensely black. Again, same thing. When you're traveling, your hair don't remain black. All your hair turns... Brown, you know, because of the dust. When you're traveling, right, in the, uh, you know, in in, in the desert, right, your hair and your clothes and your beard, everything turns, it gets discolored. It turns gray or brown. (laughs) لا يرى عليه أثر السفر But despite that, that we don't know him, there was no signs of traveling on this person. You could, you could easily tell that this person is traveling. But unusually none of us knew who is this person. So this is very, very ajib, Right? It's, this is almost like it's 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 astounding to Sayyidina Omar. He came and he sat in front of the Prophet. And now the way that he's sitting is also very unusual. So he came and he attached his knees to the knees of the Prophet and he put his hands on the thighs of the Prophet. So sit in tashahud. Sit in tashahud. Expose your knees. He came, and he came and he sat like this. And this closeness and this way that he's sitting is like, who is this person? Who can have the audacity? Or who can have this closeness or this intimacy to... Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and another thing is he couldn't have been a bedouin because bedouins don't have adab and this is the ghayatul adab and this teaches us that this is the way that you know the mashayikh have taught us to sit and this is the way that people sit in a, and you, you can sit sitting like in four, uh, that style is, is, is permissible as well but it is showing that ghayatul adab that this person isn't a a, a bedouin He's a person of great adab and character. He says, لِأَنَّ الْجُلُوسَ عَلَى الْرُّكَبِ إِلَى الْتَوَاضُعِ وَإِلَى كَمَالِ الْأَدَبِ أَنْسَبِ Because sitting upon the knees, this is closer to humbleness. وَإِلَىٰ كَمَالَ أَنْسَبْ And it is closer to perfection of good adab and etiquette. And this method of sitting, it brings the heart closer right to the speaker in the way that Jibreel came and he attached his knees showing this close, like when a person sitting like that, like you got his full attention. There's no way your attention is going to be anywhere else. So I mean, imagine the Sahaba. Like, who, first and foremost, he—he's not a traveler. None of us know him, but he's sitting in such an intimate, close manner to the Prophet sallam. And what does he say? Ya Muhammad. There was only two people who would say Ya Muhammad about to the Prophet Only two groups of people. One is the Munafiqin. Those were the hypocrites, and the others were the Arabs, the Bedouins. al-Ladina la yaqilun. Right? Ya yeah, Muhammad, they're the Arabs. So, and then what does he say? Ya yeah, Muhammad, he calls Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu by his name. Mulla Ali Qari, rahimullah, says, "La alla nida'hu bi-dalika qabla ta This could have been that this was before Allah subhanahu wa taala made it haram to call Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by his name. What was the tahrim? What was the ayah? "La taj'alu du'a al-Rasul bi-nakum k-du'a iba'zikum ba'za." "La taj'alu du'a al-Rasul بَعْضًا Don't make the calling of the messenger amongst you, how you call the Prophet, don't make it how you call one another. O oh Abdullah, O oh Muhammad, O oh Zayd, O oh Bakr, don't call him like you call your folk. So, this is Surah An-Nur. I had number 63. So Mulla Ali Khari is saying la'alla nidaahu bi dhalika qabla al-tahrim. Or because he wasn't Or it could be that Jibril Salam is not included in that hukm. He's Jibril, right? He's the he's the, nazala bihi ruhul amin ala qalbik. He's the teacher of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alayhi shadidul quwa. He's muallimu Rasulillah. عَلَّمُهُ شَدِيدُ الْقُوَىٰ ذُو Fastawa فَاسْتَوَىٰ وَهُوَ بِالْأُفُقِ الْأَعْلَىٰ ثُمَّ دَنَا فتدلى. That's talking about Jibril. Some of the Shura say, نَادَاهُ بِاسْمِهِ إِذِ الْحُرْمَةُ تَخْتَصُ بِالْأُمَّةِ فِي زَمَانِهِ وَهُوَ malakum مُعَلِّمٌ this was for the Ummah, and Jibreel alayhi salam, was not part of the Ummah. Jibreel alayhi salam, is Muallim, he is Malaika, he is from a different realm. And also, an ajib thing that he says, is that we know that Sayyidina Muhammad is higher than all of the Malaika, and he is the greatest of all creation. He is more superior than every angel. He is more superior than every creature and every makhluk on the face of this kainat and this universe. Bil-ittifaq. Nobody has, nobody has ikhtilaaf about that. So what's going on here? Why does someone who is of a lower, lower status then can call someone who is superior to him? So it says an amazing thing here. أَنَّهُ فِي هذا المقام الى التعلم الى كان يتادب في الخطاب so he said however in this situation Sayyidina muhammad sallallahu became muallam there is sawal and jawab he is like the teacher and he is like the student and in a teacher-student muhawara, right? The teacher is the teacher and the student is the student. And there is a, a level of, how do you say, fadilah or fadil that has to be taken into consideration. and then what does he say Ya Muhammad Akhbirni anil Islam so the first thing that he begins by asking the Prophet Sallallahu is about Islam and Islam Lughatan Al-Inqiyadu lil it's Al-Inqiyadu lil it's submitting to Allah's commandments Islam is the manifestation of how Allah wants us to surrender and submit to Him on this earth. This is why we understand that incorrect understanding of people say, I don't want to follow organized religion. So when you don't want to follow organized religion, basically you're saying, I believe in God, but I don't want to do what you tell me to do. So basically, you don't believe in Him. And there's a lot of people nowadays, they say, let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. The Islam... The sharia, the external ahkam, this is the test of Allah for those people who are true believers in Him. Allah Ta'ala says, do you believe in me? Then do what I tell you to do. This, this, and this. He said, no, I'm not ready to... I believe in you, but I'm not ready to do what you tell me to do. Then you have not accepted me. This is the sign that you have accepted me. Submit to my commandments. Surrender to my commandments. What is the sign of surrender? Muhammad lip service is easy. Right, lip service is very easy. Everybody can say la ilaha illallah. The sign of la ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah is implementation of the aḥkam. This is the sign. Al lil aḥkam. an Islam. <laughs> it's interesting. Why did he begin with Islam, even though iman comes first, right? So he says, Wa inka na ta'asliqu muqaddaman bi hasab al-rutba, لأنه جاء لتعليم مراتب الشريعة. فبدأ بالأدنى ثم ترقى إلى الأعلى ثم إلى المشاهدة. So because he is explaining the maratib of sharia, he begins with the lowest level what we mean by the lowest level. He begins with the first stage. Right. Jibreel, begins with what? He begins with the first stage. And then he goes up, building upon that. So, first comes the level of Islam. Then comes, right, describing the details of Iman. Because you can't become Muslim without shahada Shahadatim, right? So, first comes, right, uh, Islam, then comes the level of Iman, and then comes Ihsan. It's At Min al Adna A'la. This is called Min al Adna Al A'la. The going from the lowest to the highest, right? At level. Because you have to start at this stage. This is the elementary level of Islam. That a person accepts the five pillars. And part of the five pillars, obviously, is what? Shahadatain. But it's saying, from beginning and working up to the top. So, al-Islamu an-tashhada an ilaha illallah that you bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship but Allah. wa-Muhammadur Rasulullah wa-anna Muhammadur Rasulullah الصَّلَاةَ And that you should establish the prayer. الزَّكَاةَ And that you should give the sagat. Ramadan, سبيلا, and that you fulfill the hajj to the house of Allah Azza wa Jal if you are capable of doing that. Then, qala صَدَقْتَ Yani this person that we don't know who he is, he said, you are right. You are correct. We were amazed that he is asking him and at the same time, he is affirming him. He's, he's, he's confirming what Sayyidina uh, Muhammad is saying. Right? And what is so ajib about it is that we realize at that point that this person is not just a Bedouin asking questions. We realize that this person is teaching Rasulullah He's testing him. This was more ajib to us. First of all, we don't know who this person is. We've never seen him before. He doesn't have the signs of a journey. He doesn't have the signs of, a, of, a, of a traveling or safar. And then he comes and he sits like this, like he knows the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and then he calls him by his name. And then on top of that, after he asks these questions, what does he say? Sadaqta. You are right. You're right. What are you? You're testing the Prophet? Then we know, okay, this is really, this is some really amazing thing going on here. Qala fa عَنِ الْإِيمَانِ iman. عَنِ الْإِيمَانِ iman. Now tell me the details of faith in Islam. Right? So again, what this is is that Islam is the adna martaba. When a person enters into Islam, he bears witness that there's no one worthy of worship but Allah and Muhammad's messenger. Now he's entered. Now all the other things that come, a person has a general understanding, right? And he accepts all of the commandments. He has faith. But now the details of that, right, it comes after. The second level. anil iman. What is the internal reality of faith in a person's heart? billahi That you believe in Allah. Wa wa ikatihi, wa al that you believe in Allah, you believe in the angels, you believe in the books, you believe in all of the messengers, and you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's predestination. Everything good and bad is all from Allah عز That's the, what the Prophet answered. He said again, You have spoken the truth. You are right. Then he says, Now inform me about Ihsan. What is Ihsan? What is Ihsan? So the Prophet ﷺ answered Ihsan, in reality is called it's perfection. And as the Prophet ﷺ begins with the external actions, ال, الاركان, then he goes to Amalul Jinan, he goes to Ikhlas, he goes something which is deeper. He starts with that which is external, right? The external actions. Right? And then slowly, the Prophet is making taraqqi. He's progressing to another level. So it starts from the lowest, which is external actions of a person. And then to a level, level of internal faith. And then to a deeper level, which is ihsan, which here the Prophet he defines what it is. أن الله كأنك تراه. That you should worship Allah as if you see Him. فإن لم تكن تراه فإنه يراك but if, he, if you cannot see him, know that he sees you. Right? And what is the reality of this? هذا من جوامع says This is also from the comprehensiveness of the Prophet speech that this is such a state. The Prophet in this hadith mentions a very beautiful thing. And when we think about the deen, you know, I, I was asked a question yesterday that why is it that people practice Islam? But then what happens is like, you know, the more practicing we see some people, then, you know, sometimes they're like the, the, the meanest people or the worst people. I said, you think that they're practicing because they're holding on to one aspect of it. They're very specific in their prayer or they're very specific, you know, in some of their, you know, in their Hajj or in their prayer. But the entire deen is much more, you know, comprehensive than that. So when certain people, they look at one aspect of it, he say, oh, he's very religious. Whereas the entire deen is something much more than that. And here is this level of ihsan. Ihsan is what? That you actually, everything you do, it is as if Allah Ta'ala sees you. And look at what this hadith is. Actually, this last point brings every single thing together. Ihsan applies to every single thing else that is mentioned before it. It applies, to, uh, it applies to your Islam, and it applies to your Iman, right? And it's jawami, فَإِنَّ Because when a person is standing before his master, and his master is watching him, he will perfect everything that he does. When you know that your boss is watching you at the job, What do you do? You put away your laptop and you stop texting and you're you're acting like you're doing very serious work because your boss is watching you. So here we know Ihsan means perfection. When you know that Allah Ta'ala is watching you in everything that you do you perfect your action. Just like you know when your boss, boss is watching you you perfect your work. You leave all these other distractions. You look like you're very serious. This is the reality of how all of the deen comes together. And this is what is missing in, in us and in the ummah, which the Prophet wasallam in this hadith of Jibreel is saying that this is part of our deen. This is what glues everything together. This is what links everything together. Imagine that if a person had, right, if a person had, uh, uh, you know, if a person had uh, uh, ihsan, that he knows that Allah is watching him, in his prayer, how would he pray? If he knew that Allah is watching him in his hajj, how would he perform that hajj? If you knew that Allah is watching him in his zakah, how would he perform his zakah? How would he give his zakah? Would he do it, you know, by showing off? Would he do it by, you know, making himself known? Or advertising himself? If he knew that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees all of his external actions and Allah is watching him, how would every action that he does, how would it be? And if we just generally in everything, how we are in our home with our spouses, how we are with our children, how we are with our neighbors, if we know that at every moment, anta تأبود الله كأنك ترى يعني أن تكون عبدا في هذه الحياة الدنيا أن تكون عبدا والله سبحانه وتعالى يراك في كل حالتك How would you be? Right? This is the matter that brings everything together. And then the Prophet Sallallahu said, Okay, after all of this, there is an end to everything. You have Iman, you have Islam, Iman, Ihsan, but you have to understand that this whole world and this whole everything, it all is for a purpose. It's not for this dunya. And this dunya is going to come to an end one day. So the Prophet says, فَأَخْبِرْنِي جِبْرِيلَ Or this person who is here is asking, فَأَخْبِرْنِي عَنِ So ask me, of the last hour. Ask me of the day of judgment. When will it happen? Meaning, tell me when is the day of judgment coming? The Prophet ﷺ said, that the one being questioned does not have more knowledge than the one who is asking about this matter. SubhanAllah. Right, this is a this is a matter of subhanallah the humbleness and the maqam of the prophet sallallahu alaihi and the reality of la ya'lamu, uh, that la ya'lamu, uh, asa illallah, subhanahu wa ta'ala that nobody knows the time of the day of judgment or the moment of the day of judgment even rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam does not know that However, فَقَدْ جاء أشراطها. However, the signs of the Day of Judgment, this is something that the Prophet ﷺ has told us. عَنْ أَمَارَاتِهَا So Jibreel ﷺ then asks, Tell me then, what are its signs? You call, amara is alama. So the first thing he says antalid al amatu rabbataha that the slave girl gives birth to her master. Interesting thing that Mullah Ali Qari rahimahullah mentions here that what is that what is the tahqiq in this mas'ala wa tahqiqu ma dhakarahu tibbi min that near the end of times what will happen antalid al amatu rabbataha that the slave girl will give birth to her master. In other words, that one who is supposed to be honorable, the one who is supposed to be in a maqam and a position of honor, the person, people of honor, will be in the position of degradation. The people who are supposed to be honorable and the people who are supposed to be of status, they will be the people that are humiliated and degraded. Right? (laughs) إِذَا وُصِّدَ الْأَمْرُ إِلَىٰ غَيْرِ أَهْلِهِ فَانْتَظْرِ السَّاعَةِ When the matters are given to people who are not the ones who are worthy of it, then wait for the Day of Judgment. So one of the amarat is what? As it's mentioning here, Mullah al Qari says, أَتَّحْقِيقُ فِي هَذِهِ there is different uh, interpretations, but this is the تَحْقِيقُ in this ma- m- mas'ala. مَا ذَكَرَهُ طِيْبِ مِنْ أَنَّهُ إِشَارَةٌ إِلَىٰ أَنَّ honorable. They will become the people who are SubhanAllah, look at in our countries The ulama, the qurra Mullah gak, mullah He's a qari, he's a mullah he, they're, the, they're, they're considered amongst in the side of people Asfala safileen. Whereas khayrukum man ta'allama al wa'allama The best of you are those Who learn the Qur'an and teach the Qur'an But what has happened? Right. This is one of the alamatul sa'a An yasira al-a'izzah. And he continues The mother is supposed to be The mother is the one who raises the children The mother is the one who takes care of the children The mother is the one who gives And nourishes the children so he saying that basically the inverted paradigm. This is what's going to be the manifestation. And another hadith of Prophet says أعز الناس سيأتينا that the أعز near the end of times will be Luka ibn Luka, right? Uh, 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 you can say a, a uh, you know, we, we have it in Urdu, Kamina Admi. Kamina Admi, the person who is like the most despicable person, the son of the despicable person, he will be az, Like some of these singers and actors and rappers and artists and performers, Fusaq and Fujar, Luka ibn Luka. Literally, it's like Kamina, the son of a Kamina, Fasiq, the son of a Fasiq, but he's like so honorable in the sight of people, right? This, this, what you have inverted uh, paradigm. Wa The second alama that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentions, he said, "I don't know the exact. I don't know the time." I don't know the sa'a, But I know the amarat I know the alamat I know the signs Of the day of judgment I don't know the time Of the day of judgment So he said When you see al hufat The barefoot al Uraat, Very You know uh, Scantly clad Scantly clad They have very little clothes That they're wearing Al-ala Right Jamu'ail Yani Fuqara'a they will be people that will be in halatul iftiqar. They will be destitute, barefoot, scantily clad, in very minimal libas, very minimal clothing and garments. asha. They will be the shepherds, right? They will be shepherds in the desert. But what will they do? They will compete. يتطاول يتطاول they will be competing one with another in bunyan. Toolil bunyan. Subhanallah. Sadaqa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And this is so ajib that in our lifetime we are seeing this miracle. Imagine people reading this hadith from 100, 200 years ago. The shurah of the hadith or the, 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 the asatid of the hadith. What would they understand with this? That they will be literally look at the khalij. Look at the emirates Subhanallah Look at the, you know, this, uh, uh, you know, the oil sheikhs Literally I saw a picture of one of these oil sheikhs Barefoot With a camel next to him When he struck oil You have Burj Dubai Literally And then they're making the Burj in Jidda now right? The Khalijis are doing there And then the Najdis are doing it over there It's like you know, there's this like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Building warfare There's like a a battle, who can build the tallest? Competition. They're competing in high-rise buildings. We're seeing, wallahi, we're seeing this in our... There was one brother, he said, you know, I don't know about hadith. I don't believe in hadith. I said, there's manuscripts that go back to 1,000 years that mention this hadith. How can you interpret this, you tell me? There's a person who didn't believe in hadith. I showed him this. That you see the half naked, barefoot shepherds in the desert, that, and look at these words of the Prophet. I mean, it's not going to happen all of a sudden. Like, it literally, they're barefoot and they're walking in the desert, and then they start building a Burj Dubai in the middle. No, this is a tadrijan We, we see it manifesting itself, through, and, and, and it's amazing. It happens in almost half a century. Hardly even half a century in our lifetime, we actually saw it. We see it manifesting itself in our own lifetime. How in the you know the the, the Arab world, this competition of this is a clear prophecies of Sayyidina Muhammad manifesting itself. So to reject hadith, subhanAllah, you're actually rejecting one of the miracles of Sayyidina Muhammad. Those who are munkirina hadith, they're doing something else. They're they're denying clear ayat. Clear miracles, jizat of Rasulullah sallallahu This is what they're doing. This person who was munkir hadith, I showed him. You tell me about this. Could this have been written now? Did somebody write this after these, you know, the, the, the oil sheikhs hit oil? Did they make this now? I said, imagine, ponder about this. Think about this. Afala How come they don't ponder and reflect upon this? This is a clear miracle in prophecy. Wallahi, this increases my iman. This makes me have complete yaqeen that Rasulullah is Rasulullah haqqan. How can you how can be you be munkir of hadith? Now you should have complete yaqeen in hadith and how it was preserved by our scholars. Subhanallah. Yatatawaluna fil bunyan. Let's let's read how Mulla Ali Qari understood this. Mullah Ali Qari was like from 5 600 years ago. He, mashallah, hit the nail on the head. He said the, the Bedouins and those who are like the likes of them, the world will open itself up for them. Allahu Akbar. And it did. And look at how he, he, I mean, he gives, he gives such a beautiful tahlil and explanation. Yani, Ahl al وَأَشْبَاهِهِمْ wa ashbahihim min لَهُمُ الْدُنْيَا And the dunya opened itself up that they're the richest of the dunya, right? They will establish their lands. Right. They will they will you know, establish their lands. وَيَبْنُونَ al Kusura وَيُبَاهُونَ wa And what will they do? They will make big, big castles. Lofty castles. And they will boast. They will boast about the people. Subhanallah. This is Mullah Ali Qali, rahimuhullah. فَهُوَ إِشَارَةٌ إِلَى تَغَلُّ بِالْأَرْذَالِ Allahu Akbar. فَهُوَ إِشَارَةٌ إِلَى تَغَلُّ بِالْأَرْذَالِ This is a sign that the low class people will be in rulership. Low class. The first group of lowly class beheirat behayah be sharam be iman to support Israel was these Khabiz people in Emirates. Behayah Bay Sharam Beheirat with the with the pride flag and the Israel flag going together. Ichwan Ikhwan Ashateen Yeah Isharatun ila tahallubil Ardal is a Ishara of the domination of low class people. How low class? Because these uh, shameless people, the entire you know, Burj, Burj Nanesh, right? The unja Burja, uh, Monda, and he's hanging a, a, a what do you call it? Pride flag. And the next day, hanging while the, uh, while, while our brothers and sisters are being uh, uh, slaughtered in Palestine, hanging an Israel flag. This is the Tagallub al Arzal. The domination that these people, the low, low class people will dominate. kamal. الْكَمَالِ arbab al الْكَمَالِ And the humiliation of the people of perfection, the people of iman, the people of deen, the people of taqwa. مَنْ لَا And the people... This is subhanAllah from four or five hundred years ago. And these aren't the words of Rasulullah. These are the words of the ulama. And hit the nail right on the head. وَتَوَلِّ مَلَّا يَسْتِحِقُهَا And who's in charge of Ri'asa? Who's in charge of authority? مَلَّا يَسْتِحِقُهَا The one who is not worthy of it. Not the one, the one who does no justice. السِّيَاسَةِ مَلَّا And the person is involved in politics who doesn't know nothing about politics. Allahu Akbar. From the sign of the day of judgment Is that the pious and the good people Will be put down They will be demoted And the evil people And the vile people Will be promoted Who's being promoted? The vile people Ashrar and who is being demoted, he's who's being put in the back burner, right? Those were the Ashrar. Wasaha ayydan fil fil akhbar la taqumu sa'a hatta yakuna as'adun nas bi dunya luka like the one we said, la'im ibn la'im, kamina son of kamina sa'ab, kamina sa'ab, son of kamina sa'ab. That the day of judgment will not come until the most happiest person in this world will be what? A vile person, the son of a vile person. Yani if you want to be a person of maqam, you want to be a person, ulama, shurafa, pious people, righteous people, awliya, salihin, no, no, no. Those people won't be as'ad an Nas. They will be the most persecuted people. They will be the most put down and discriminated people. The sisters who wear hijab and they have haya, the ones who want to cover themselves, the one who wants to be modest and shameful, they will be discriminated. The ones who want to be naked and the ones who want to show themselves and, and, and expose their, their, their nude and become nude, they are the ones who will be honored and promoted. SubhanAllah. ولا ولعل تخصيص الامارتين من بين الامارات ما كَثْرَةِ العلامات على ما ورد في الروايات لِجَلَالَةِ خطبها خطبهما ونباهة شأنهما وقرب وقوعهما ان مولى علي says why is these particular two things mentioned why are these particular two things are mentioned antali al amatu rabbataha wa antara al hufat al urat you know, the the, the honorable people, the mother will be treated like a slave. The mother will be treated like a slave. And you have the, you know, uh, uh, the ignorant people, the Bedouins, they'll be building high-rise buildings because the importance of these two. And if we see in our communities and in our societies, every mother, every father is just complaining about this. How there's no adab, there's no akhlaq, there's no respect, there's no ihtiram. Mother is not treated as mother. Mother is literally treated like nokar. Like a, you know, like somebody who's, you know, uh, a servant. Exactly. Like a servant. It's become so common now. The disrespect of parents. And also this matter, it's... This matter of like high-rise buildings. This is like... ajib alama. Allahu Akbar. thumma he ثم انطلقَ so then this man that was شديدُ بياضِ الثياب شديدُ سوادِ الشعر لا يعرفُ أمنا أحد انطلقَ he left فَلَبِثْتُ ملياً so سيدنا عمر رضي الله عنه said i i remained some time ملياً وقتا طويلاً i remained for a long time away from the company of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the Shurah mentioned, what is it? والتلمذي, so I was away from the Prophet for three days A very interesting point here Some people think that the Sahaba رضي الله عنهم, They're like sleeping next to the Prophet every single day, every single night They're sleeping right there There was some of them, they're called أصحاب Sufa. But this is another point for us to understand. Zayd ibn Khattab and Umar ibn Khattab, they would take turns. There's a riwayah in, in Hayat sahaba where it says Zayd ibn Khattab and Umar ibn Khattab, they would take turns that the day that Zayd would be in the business, Umar radiallahu anhu would be with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he would learn the hadith and he would learn whatever words the Prophet would say and whatever talim he would give and then he would come and he would teach it. And then Umar radiallahu anhu would go from his work showing the balance that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum had. A lot of us think that the you Sahaba know, were just people just hanging around, you know, sleeping in the masjid all day and night. I remained some time away from the Prophet. They had this, they would take turns. <clears throat> so I, 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 after that incident, I had to go and I didn't know what that was all about. قال, yani the Prophet said, Ya Omar, when I came back after a couple of days, Sa'il." do you know who that was? Oh Omar, who was that person who came? That Shadeed bayad Al-Thiyab, his clothes were extremely white, his hair was extremely black, and nobody, none of us knew him. Do you know who he was? Allah and his Messenger know best. Qala, fa'innahu That was Jibreel Alayhi That was Jibreel. He came to teach you your deen. Allahu Akbar. From this we understand the comprehensiveness. We understand the comprehensiveness of this hadith. هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ مُتَّفَقٌ عَلَىٰ عِظَمِ مَوْقِعِهِ وَجَلَالَتِهِ That this hadith encompasses all of the deen. As some of the ulama mentioned, that إِنَّمَ الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ is like Surah Al-Fatiha of the hadith. And this hadith of Jibreel is like Surah Al-Baqarah of the hadith. In what way? Just like Surah Al-Baqarah mentions all of the ahkam of deen. All the five pillars. Iman Islam Ihsan is mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah, right? And in Hadith Jibreel, the entire deen is also mentioned. And just like, right, the internal reality, nastain, Our internal relationship with Allah Azza wa Jal is mentioned in إِنَّمَ bin Niyat, The previous hadith we mentioned. Similarly, in Surah Fatiha, right, is the internal and إِنَّمَ bin Niyat is our internal intentions that we have in our actions. And just like the entire deen is mentioned in Surah Baqarah, the entire deen in its essence is mentioned in Haditha Jibreel. So this entire thing is what we call the deen. Iman, Islam, Ihsan. And with all due respect, my dear brothers and sisters, there is a very important one that all of us should bring in our lives. And if we bring this one aspect, it is the glue that connects all of our amal together. It is Ihsan that we do every action as if Allah Ta'ala sees. When we do any action, whether it's our prayer, whether it's our fasting, whether it's our charity, whether it's our Hajj, whether it's our mu'amalat, whether it's our Mu'ashirat, when we do it in a way that we have this realization that Allah sees everything that I'm doing, what happens? That ihsan brings everything together. It's the glue that puts like it, 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 it magnifies, it enhances every other amal that we do This is why the ulama mentioned that this hadith is min It is a progress, it's a progression of the lesser to the higher Beginning with the external actions To the internal and then to the highest level of ikhlas Which is to worship Allah as if we see him May Allah Taala give us the tawfiq to understand what has been said. Wa aakhiru da'wanah alhamdulillahibillahdimin Subhanakallah Mihamdikunashadu Allahu ilaha nastaghfiruka wa